Hey everyone, it's Tony and Ashley. And Tony, you know, I have a question for you. Yes. What was your biggest, what has been your biggest win so far in 2017? Ooh, like something that I've accomplished or something? Yeah, I mean, you could define what winning is. Dang. I feel like actually 2017 has already been good to me. Um, One thing that kind of comes to mind, which may seem like pretty trivial to some people, but actually this past week, I took Amtrak from um, DC to New York. And I'm like, I get really weird when I have to travel by myself because I'm afraid like, I don't know, I'm going to get taken or something. (laughs) Oh my goodness. (laughs) So traveling alone from uh, DC to New York, by myself on a train was definitely a win. And while I was there, I saw Melissa Etheridge, which I feel like I can check off my bucket list. She was on your bucket list? No, she wasn't. But then I added her and then I checked it off. Like, oh, you added her. Like, and <laughs> yes. <laughs> what about you? Um, You know, I think just sticking to my self-care practice has been my biggest one so far in 2017. I've talked about that a couple of times but for me it's been super important I've felt so much better outside of this like hectic week at work um I felt so much better and had more energy and just been laser focused um managing all the things that I have so I think that's been my biggest win so far this year you know I feel like yeah I definitely feel like a renewed sense of energy in January in this first part of February so I hope that I can just sustain it for the rest of the year absolutely because it's only it's only mid-February so (laughs) I know right I'm like and still riding the high six weeks into the year yeah definitely I mean I set some pretty lofty goals for this year so I think for me, the challenge is just being, um, like you said, staying laser focused and staying on track because it's easy to let ancillary things kind of get in the way. And you're like, you get to November and you're like, wait, I didn't do half the stuff I said I was going to do. Yes. And so that's why I always share with people. I have a daily practice of writing my goals. Every morning I write down my gratitude list and I write down my goals list. So that is setting my day up for knowing what I need to be focused on and what can get the boot. So Ashley, I have a question for you. I would love to write down my goals and intentions every day, but I feel like I have five pages of goals and then like 10 pages of intentions. I don't do long goals. Oh. I don't do that. I think, you know, I, 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 um, there's a really good book called The One Thing and he talks about how even like in business, Um, you know, people should focus on the one thing that they are good at or that's making them money. So for me, I'm like, I can have all these goals. Like I don't have yoga as a goal. Um, I've like just said in my head, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna build a yoga practice and I'm going to like actively go out and do yoga a couple of times a week. But my, my goals right now, um, one of them is an income goal. So that is like that's like number one because they gotta pay pay bills keep you know um and then they're all like and then the second one is a goal based off of is actually another one around finances and where i want to be um and then the third one has to do with work and so i made it a point that i will have two really kick-ass partnerships at work this year um and so i keep it like laser focused like the top kind of three areas in my life that i need to focus on i don't i can't i'm not one of those people that can focus on like 20 things mm-hmm. you know you'll see some people and they're like i have like 500 goals and you're like but how yeah how? that's me though oh <laughs> you're talking about me Oh. But but like but here's the thing like once I like accomplish one like obviously like, my income goal will change like I hope to increase it towards the end of the year but like other goals I have like they're very much um, you know things that I can accomplish by like one I will accomplish by July mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, so yeah. then I can take on I have the space I'm making space I like check that off I'm making space to add another goal but yeah. how do you feel all that? Yeah, actually, I'm probably exaggerating. I probably don't have 500 goals. It just feels like it. 
because <laughs> they're really like mine are really 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 big goals and they're really stretching me so um, are they all aspects of your life yes and they all have a deadline at the same time no well kind of but there's nothing that you're like, these are three things that are absolute must goals for me to accomplish within the first two quarters of the year. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've already done, like, one of them. So check that off. Um, and then, like, the big one, or one of the big ones is kind of divided in the year. Like, one has to happen first before I can do the second part. So I'm working on the first part now. I'm being super vague, by the way guys um <laughs> y'all will know when it happens so there um yeah that's really good insight all right so do you want to kick it off yeah it's pick up the pace with tony and ashley Pick Up the Pace with Tony and Ashley, our new podcast where we share what we've learned to help all women take back their health and their lives from the inside out. We're in the middle of Black History Month and it's already been lit. Beyonce's having twins. Frederick Douglass is getting his time to shine. Martin Luther, Jun- Martha- Martin Luther King Jr. apparently is still alive. I mean, so much amazing stuff going on and there's a wall being built. Potentially, yes. Um, it's been a it's been a weird year in terms of politics and Black history, um, but nonetheless, it's I don't know Black History Month. <laughs> I don't know. Entertaining. I just remember 2016 being the best Black History Month ever. ever. Why? Remember Beyonce did Formation at the Super Bowl. I feel like there was just like the string of things that were happening. I was like, it's Black women are so magical in 2016. You know what? I feel like black people are are becoming so woke. Like, we were magical last year. Now we're, like, that pissed off woke. Like, oh, no. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. No. (laughs) Yeah. If you follow me on Facebook, which I know a lot of you guys don't because I I think I'm maxed out at my friends, but... um, We got an email in the info account from this random chick that was like, can you tell me how to start like a white girls run? And I responded very nicely, like, I'm so excited you're, you want to start a movement in your own community. Like, let us know how we can help because I'm not putting up with your tomfoolery. I'm not. How about that? Not. So there's a white girls run if you're interested. That was really big of you. I would have been like, and delete. I'm trying harder, Ashley. That's good. <laughs> I'm impressed. Clearly, I, I need to step up because I would be like, and you asked me that in February, delete. Yeah. Um, but we want to thank everyone for celebrating our birthday with us. I, I heart BGR virtual 5K is lit. And we love seeing all the pictures and all the love. Thank yes. you. Thank you. As always, thank you guys so much for your support and supporting the movement and especially on the ground in your own community. So thank you for making us um, have a wonderful, wonderful B-Day. Yep. Oh, um, and our next virtual race will be in June celebrating Global Running Day. So go ahead and kind of fit that on your calendar. We're just waiting on the official date from the powers that be so that we can start planning because I don't know who sets this date, but it's always at the very last minute. So if you're listening and you plan Global Running Day, can you just announce the dates already, please? Please and thank you. Um, And then we're also launching our first challenge of the new year. Last year we ended with our sweat off, which was 
which was awesome. We had really great participation. Those ladies were amazing. So we're kicking out the new year with something even more fun and be on the lookout for that. Yep. And registration is now open for our first nationwide Walk Before You Run 5K training. Um, training actually kicked off on Monday, February the it was 11th? No, 13th. February 13th, yesterday. Um, but you can register until March the 10th. So sign up if you are interested. It is our signature training program created to inspire and coach regular women just like us to take the first step to become a runner. We truly believe that everybody is a runner, whether you know it or not. And um, like most things, it just starts with baby steps. That's why we call it the Walk Before You Run program. It's 11 weeks and it's all done virtually led by our official coach, Tia Pettigrew. And she's going to give you all the tools you need to become, um, to take your first steps as a runner. Um, it's perfect for anyone who wants to build um, a base or who wants to run their 5K. Um, I'll be doing it. Ashley, I don't know. Are you going to do it? I am. I'm totally going to do it. I'm excited to do it. I think you mentioned that it's a good way to reset. And um, that kind of leads into what we were going to talk about today. Yeah. So I think what was really interesting, you know, I do like these blog posts and really it's just like me sitting down like, mm, what's on my heart today, Lord? <laughs> it's much, it's very much like writing it's a sermon. What did you say? Dear diary, it's me telling you. Yes, exactly. It happens just like that. So a few weeks ago, I came across this quote that really resonated with me, and I wrote a blog post about it. You can go to blackgirlsrun.com and check out the blog post. Um, but the quote is, to be yourself in a world that is constantly trying to make you something else is the greatest accomplishment. And so I wrote this blog post all about like being 33 and kind of rediscovering myself. And we got such an amazing response from that, like women chiming in, like waving their, their fan, like, yeah, go ahead and preach, girl. And so I thought that we'd kind of just spend some time today talking about that. We don't have a guest this week, so it's just Ashley and I. But I think it's really worth um, pausing and really and really unpacking this a little bit for you all. Yeah, absolutely. So, so what, what do you feel like as it relates to your current running practice? Tell me how do you feel like what, what is authentic authentically you right now as it relates to running? Um, I, it would be that I don't run as much <laughs> as I used to. <laughs> I think, I mean, we've had several conversations about this. Definitely, like, when we were in the thick of BGR and we were both working on it full time, you're working on running, and then the expectation is, like, you're putting all these miles in, on the pavement. And we were just burning the candle at both ends to where I got to the point where I was like, I hate running. This is... It's not a place of solitude. It's not a place I can go to like recharge. It's a place of stress because I think about running all day long and then to go out and run. So kind of my truth with running right now is it's something I'll run maybe like twice a week, but that's really, really it right now. What about you? I am in a place of, I was doing really well with CrossFit. I had to like back up and kind of analyze like what my why is um, for running and what what I mean at this season of my life. I, I've talked on other podcasts about how I worked with like a health coach this year to get through my adrenal fatigue issues um, that I've kind of been struggling with for a couple of years now. And I had to evaluate, like, why am I running? Why am I doing CrossFit? Like, why am I doing certain things? And what serves me now versus what served me in my 20s or what served me three years ago, four years ago, or whatever that looks like. So I have, like, she has inspired me to walk. So I do plenty of, like, walking or, like, light walking, running, um, and then to get into yoga, 
Um, and so at first it takes for me, it's such an adjustment because I'm such a like fiery personality. I feel like I need to have like literally the voice in my head is always like, yeah, go. Mm, ah, uh. mm-hmm. And I need to be able to find kind of a, a Zen spot. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of, and it's said, it, it is like you said, a far cry from like doing all these half marathons and doing all these marathons and everything. But one of the things that I felt like I was preaching but not practicing is that running is, um, you know, this and, and just like healthy living and, and working out is for a lifetime and not just for, you know, uh, to train for something or for a couple of months. So there, I feel like we've run into a lot of people who jump all in. And I was like one of those people, I jump all in. And then a few years later, you're like, okay, am I injured? Am I burned out? Am I all of these things? Um, so I think it's when you take it, take a step back and like, look at it from like the long-term commitment of it, you, you have less pressure on yourself to, to run just to run or to push your body to do races that you're not ready or shouldn't be doing. Um, and you start to really look at it as like a self-care practice. Mm -hmm. And I think kind of just to like take it one layer deeper, I know that I also people kind of, I mean, you and I kind of sit at this unique position because we created this organization called Black Girls Run. And I feel like people have had, have these expectations of us and project their expectations of what they want us to be in their mind, like running these marathons and running, putting in all these miles. And that has certainly been a challenge for me is like, I don't, I don't know if it's like, I guess, navigating the expectations that people project on what my fitness journey is or should be. Does that make sense? No, I definitely think it makes sense. And I think it's for people, I think it's part of like the conversation that I have with people around. We didn't aspire, like running was, was, um, like one way that we were able to preach and kind of get like this healthier lifestyle, self-care, self-love message out to the masses. Um, But I don't think that it's always been, or it's something where we can just say, this is like the one thing you need to do because we've always said to people, I'm like, you have to find what you want to do. You have to find, um, you know, we talked about stress, like is your outlet for stress or depression or anxiety or whatever is going on in your life? Is it running? Is it lifting weights? Is it walking? Is it yoga? What is it? Mm -hmm. Um, so I think it's just using that platform now to have that conversation. And I tell people about my life because people, most of the time, the question I get from people is like, how do you do all this stuff? And I was like, I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> like I, I have a, I work, you know, full time and then doing black girls run and being a mom and a wife and all of that. Um, but I, you know, so for me, I'm able to like really relate to them and I'm like, I know that I need to exercise in some form and that is my form of self care. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's like the, the common thread now with a lot of our members is like, this is some form of, of self care that I'm doing for myself to be able to manage everything else that's going on in my life. Um, so I don't know. It's a part of the journey. And, and I think we didn't have a, the funny thing is I didn't feel like we had a crystal ball eight years ago to see like, what, how would you like, how much would you love running, you know, in eight years right? and 10 years? Like, what's that going to look like for you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and don't get me wrong. Like there's certainly days that I have, Um, that I'm like, I have to go, like my body is craving a run right now and I'll go run. Um, but as I mentioned in the blog post, like, you know, you you hear people that go all in with running, you know, they're running a half marathon every weekend or like they're just running all the time. And that's cool to a certain degree. But then I also wonder like, what are you really running from? Or what are you trying to prove? You know, like, are you running because you really enjoy it? Or is there something else there? Typically, I feel like it's the latter. And that's part of the evolution with Black Girls Run and and where we are now and why we're doing the podcast and why we're preaching self-care and self-love. Because 
there's been so many times that we, we do meet those people and they're all in and they're really running from something. It's not like they're running or they're running through something. They're running through a divorce. They're running through the loss of a, a spouse or a child or whatever, or through just like the most stressful situation or they're running from something. Um, and so if it's not running, it's going to be some sort of like, it's almost like an addictive uh-huh. behavior. Yeah. That's like the scary thing. And it's like, you're sitting there talking to somebody and you're like, I want to encourage you. I'm so excited that you've run 10 marathons in 10 weeks, but it's like, you know, and then you see the patterns of like addictive, they like start telling you a story about like, Oh, and then I did like whatever. And you're like, Oh really? You just have addictive personality. So I think it's just, important to like get people to understand their why and yeah I think and that's like that's definitely the challenge yeah yeah definitely um and I guess kind of like outside of the realm of running one of the things that I mentioned in the blog post is how I show up as a black woman like when you're when you think about adapting to the expectations of what the world has of you. I think one thing that we've always had in common, Ashley, is we're okay with going against the grain. And like we pride ourselves in going against the grain and kind of being a little unorthodox about the way we think or like what we're into or whatever. But I notice, I've noticed for myself as late and getting older, like when I walk into a room, I don't walk in as like, Tony, here I am. I'm kind of like, Tony, here I am. Like, I'm shrinking in the background. And I feel like, I don't know if, um, I was talking about this to a a guy that is um, gay, actually. And he was like, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like, that idea of not being able to show up as yourself completely. And I don't know. It's just it's hard to do that in a world that has so many expectations of you as a woman and as a black woman. I don't know if you have. Experience. I literally wrote in my journal, like one of my big things for this year is to not play small. Mm. Um, and I think that that happens to women, not just black women. Um, and it, I it, honestly, I'm sure it happens to anybody, but I think that you can either, there's something that happens um, to you at some point in your life that triggers you to play small. I, you know what? It happened to me. I know exactly when it happened. Are you going to share? Yes, I will share. So this was my first job out of college. I was working for a PR agency and I guess she was quasi my supervisor. Um, but we did not get along. Like we totally bumped but it heads like the entire time I was there. And actually she was the reason why I left this job eventually. But I remember um, the CEO of the company sat me down and he said, Tony, you're way too confident. I was like, what? He's like, you're way too confident. I'm like, but that I have to be confident. He's like, but it's coming across as, um, Oh, I forgot the word that he used. Is it sir? No, kind of like, um, oh, what's the word? I can't remember the word that he used. But this Cocky. Is, cocky, yes. He, he was like, it's coming off as cocky. And I'm like, no, but I, I know what I know and I know what I'm good at. And this was like a black man telling me this. <clears throat> and it wasn't long after that that I eventually left the company. But that has... Like, I still play that conversation over in my head. And it's one of the things that I'm really trying to work through this year because for a black man to tell me that, someone that I looked up to and that was a mentor to me, it was like really shattering to my self-esteem. Um, yeah, yeah. That's tough. Yeah. So that was 2007? <laughs> Oh, God, 10 years ago, okay. Yeah, so, I mean, and, and that goes to, like, I feel like there's something that always, that triggers everyone to um, to play small, and you don't realize the greatness and the potential that's on your life, and so that's just, an like, that's my challenge to myself, is, like, don't play small, actually. Don't 
feel like you need to hold back to make other people comfortable. There's so many people who love and accept you for who you are and you love and accept yourself for that as well. So, um, so yeah. Yeah. I wonder, and I wonder if, um, uh, I don't know. I, I know people are probably like, Oh, that doesn't make any sense. Like you and Ashley have had so much success with white girls run. Like, You've been in the position. You've been in the spotlight. Does it become easier or more difficult to to live your life out loud or to to not play small, even with this type of platform? Um, I think that it's like it comes in waves. So, like, if people know kind of our journey, it's been there's been times when you have like nothing to lose. So you're super loud and you're bold and you're you know, um, kind of, you can be as militant as you want to be, you can be as in, in people's faces as you want to be or, um, whatever that is. And then there was a journey of like, Ooh, the stakes are getting kind of high. And, you know, if you're working with sponsors or you're working with partners and wanting to maintain some sort of, um, PC persona, um, and then you kind of get to your, uh, to a point where it's like, okay, that is something that fades away. And then your priority becomes like being true to yourself, which I think is like, like a lot of what the, your blog post spoke so well about is like, you have to get back to like saying, what's the priority for me? How do I want to show up every day? How do I want to live? How do I want, what do I want? I always ask myself, what do I want my legacy to be? Mm-hmm. Do I want it to be one of, you know, Ashley was, such a nice person, but there was untapped potential. There was millions of other people that she should be helping that she didn't help or she could have done so much more. So I'm like, no, like, let me show up big. Let me show up in a way that supports my family and supports my community. At the end of the day, um, you know, we always say, talk about how much we love black women. That's our community. That's our tribe. Let's show up so big for them and support them and show them the love and show them everything that we've learned on our journey so that if there's anything that they may be able to glean from that and take and and be able to put it in their own lives. So that's kind of like where I am. Yeah. And it's not, it's not easy. No, (laughs) no. Because you're dealing with your, your own everyday life and your own day to day. So it's not easy, but it's, it's the, it's, I also say, but it's like, it's the calling that's on your life. Yeah. So if I, oh, go ahead. No, I was gonna say. So if my calling was like, you know, to I don't know, do something else, like bake cookies, then I would like be baking the most badass cookies. But like, hey, like I like answer that calling every day. I'm like, okay, God, this is what you you tasked me with doing. This is my time on earth is to be focused on this. Right. And I think for me too, it's like being okay um, with being on an island by myself, like that's part of being authentically you. Like sometimes you're just going to be on your own. Do you feel like you're on on an island? I think there's, there's times where, um, I realize that what my beliefs or the way I choose to live my life is drastically different than people that are really close to me. And it does feel like I'm on my own. Um, a lot of times, or like I'm having to stand firm on what it is I believe. Like, I think I share with you a conversation that my brother and I just had. Oh yeah. Um, my brother is—he's probably not going to listen to this. So I can talk about it freely. <laughs> um, I love you, Jason, my brother. You will always be my big brother. But my brother is um, very, very—I cons- would say conservative—and I'm like on the opposite end of the spectrum. I'm very liberal. Um, I believe in pro-choice. I believe in um, gay marriage. I don't, you know, I don't feel like it's my place to discriminate against people. And he has considerably different beliefs. And we were just at um, a holiday dinner where the conversation got like kind of heated. And things between him and I haven't really been right since then. And I know it's it's really bizarre, but like I have to be okay with I have to be okay with that because my belief system is not gonna change because 
you know, we're not on the up and up right now. I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. But it's reality, too. And I feel like there's people that I um, used to hang out with where we just, we don't have anything in common. Like, you're not doing anything. I'm trying to do something. I can't. No, it's not going to work. Dang, so I know. You got to be ruthless. You got to be ruthless. Oh, my goodness. Wait, is that yeah. ruthless? <laughs> a little. That's a little. You know, I had to, like, I had to... I'm really kind of like good with, um, I'm a very much like a, I like to compartmentalize people and things. And like, I'm really, I'll like put you in a box. I'm like, oh, put you in a box. Like, so I'm, I'm working through that. I, I definitely need to talk to my therapist about it, but I don't feel isolated because I started to like be, I started to like really have this practice where I sit down and I write what it is that I'm grateful for and all the different people in my life Mm -hmm. and knowing that, um, in this season of my life, it's not necessarily that I, it's not like, you know, what value do I bring to them, but also like acknowledging what value, even if it's like the small things, because I have like friends and associates who I feel like we've definitely grown apart, Mm -hmm. but then it's like, they will like out of the blue text me something so funny. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is why I love them because I'm actually having a crappy day. And they text me a meme of a cat playing with like yarn or something that's hilarious, you know? And so I'm really just developing that practice of what, of knowing that I can be so authentically Ashley and I can be living my life, um, in the biggest way possible but that doesn't mean that I can't, unless somebody's toxic. Now that's like a totally different conversation. Right, 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 right. But I realized like I, and there's so many people, I'm like, God, I'm grateful for these people because they each individually provide me with something in a different way, if that makes sense. Right, yeah. And definitely, I believe every person that comes into your life um, is there to teach you a lesson, whether it's um, an easy lesson to learn or a painful lesson to learn, for sure. Um, yeah, I think one of the things that and we <laughs> we've also talked about this a lot is I'm pretty much a black and white person, either black or white, <laughs> black or white. You are all and you even do stuff where you're like, uh, so people know like if Tony likes like um, kombucha, I'm it's all in. in. I'm I'm in. I'm buying cases of kombucha. Cases. <laughs> And she's going to talk about kombucha for weeks. Every time you see her, she's going to be sipping a kombucha. She's like the best like brand ambassador for different products. She's You're definitely a, there's never like a, a 50-50, like I kind of like kombucha, but I like iced tea more. It's like, no. Right. It's not, at the older I get, the more I'm, I'm learning that, um, and my therapist has said, that that's, there's got to be gray. There's got to be some gray. I feel like that's your uh, zodiac sign. Sagittarius. Yeah. 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 I am. I'm very gray, and that drives. I know that drives my husband crazy, but I'm very gray. Like I live life in the gray. But I also feel like you need some black and white. Like you do. No, you do. You do. You need a balance. You need a healthy balance. You need that yin and yang. So I'm learning, and I'm learning to be more like. Um, I have non-negotiables mm. and like boundaries and all of that. So it's, it's definitely, <laughs> definitely, um, I don't know. It's tough. Yeah. And I guess to relate it all back to running, like I'm living in, I guess I'm living in the gray right now with running, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I kind of like it right now. No, it's, it's just not, um, it's not, controlling my life like it used to yeah that no i'm, harsh, I'm uh, actually it's what i said that sounded harsh actually like it was controlling my life yeah that does sound harsh but it kind of was i mean it was a yeah. lot of what we did i mean like think about training for a marathon and running a business and yeah, it's definitely a lot. No, and I think that there's some freedom in not feeling pressure to 
to run a certain mile, certain amount of miles a day, whatever that looks like um, for me. And I'm just kind of happy in this space. Yeah. So, you know, your, I, your running journey is, is certainly your running journey. It's, it should not look like anyone else's. Um, and there shouldn't be pressure to compete. I think that if there's anything that I could change from the last eight years is there was at times a culture of like competition and it wasn't healthy, always healthy. I think it bred injury. I think it bred like people being exhausted or um, burned out or mentally kind of needing running to, to fill some other void in their life as opposed to it just being this really great tool for exercise and self-care. Yeah. My yoga instructor today um, quoted Louis C.K. He <laughs> is hilarious comedian. Um, but the quote that she said was, the only time you look in your neighbor's bowl is to make sure that they have enough. You don't look in your neighbor's bowl to see if you have as much as them. And I was like, that's so profound. Like if I spent more time trying to make sure that my brothers and sisters or whatever had as much as me and not worried about, well, you know, am I running as much as them or am I making as much money as them or am I as talented as them? Life would be a little easier and more ha happier and happier. Comparison is the thief of joy. You better preach. Man, that is... But I feel like that's part of, I don't know, I think that's one of God's lessons for us to all learn in this lifetime is that's one that we all have to work through. Absolutely. Yeah. So if we leave, what would the key takeaway be for um, everyone today? Um, ooh, I feel like we said so much. Um, I think number one is your running journey is your own. Yeah. You define it for yourself, you measure it yourself, and the only person who needs to be happy and satisfied with it is you. I love that. And I think the second would be um, show up loud. This is, this is the only... This isn't um, a run-through. This is the real game. Yeah, this isn't a dress rehearsal. <laughs> the real thing. This is it. Yeah. So stop playing small. Yeah. Show up big. Show up loud. Show up proud. Absolutely. And then the last thing I think would be, um, this is something that I that is definitely a mantra for me, is be compassionate to yourself. Have compassion for yourself. You're not always going to get it right. You're going to have times you fall off the wagon and it's going to be really hard to get back up, but cut yourself some slack. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hope that you enjoyed today's podcast. I know it's shorter than we usually um, do, but... Again, that kind of popped up on our radar this week, and we wanted just to share some little nuggets of knowledge um, that we wanted to leave you with. So don't forget to check out our website, blackgirlsrun.com. Also, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. I'm telling you, it's the best way to stay connected with Black Girls Run. We won't spam you. We just want to let you know what's going on so you can stay in the loop. Absolutely. Also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Black Girls Run and on IG as official Black Girls Run. And we have some good, some pretty hefty announcements coming up soon. So, like, go ahead, pick up your phone, go follow now. <laughs> right also, now. <laughs> don't forget to subscribe to Pick Up the Pace with Tony and Ashley. It's available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Um, leave us a review and by all means share it with your friends and family absolutely and if there's anything you'd like us to discuss on the podcast or if you feel like you would make a kick-ass guest send an email to info at black girls run or tweet us at black girls run stay safe
Thank you for joining us today. It's Black History Month. Be black all month long. I mean, be extra black. Like, just be black. Like, extra black. Make history and be black. Not regular. (laughs) No, I want you to be extra, extra black. Like, you know, things that black people do, just do it extra. (laughs) And on that note... Until next time, ladies, preserve the sexy.
Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Don't forget to check out our website, blackgirlsrun.com. Some of our favorite winter jackets are back in stock. So go there, get them, because we don't want to get any emails afterwards talking about, can I still order this? (laughs) No, I do not want to see those emails. And don't forget, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Black Girls Run and on IG, my personal favorite, at Official Black Girls Run. And I am currently doing my praise dance right now because this was an amazing podcast, but also because Picking Up the Pace with Tony and Ashley is now available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. So don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. Also, if there's anything that you'd like for us to discuss on the podcast, any guests that you would like for us to have, um, email us at info, I-N-F-O, um, at blackgirlsrun.com or you can tweet us at blackgirlsrun. Thank you, Shiante, for joining us today and helping us pick up the pace. And shout out to everyone for being extra woke during these trying, trying times. Sorry, that's so funny to me. <laughs> Why is it funny? It's hard out here for a pimp. Because I saw that, that picture going around on the on Instagram of the little Asian boy with the woke sign. <laughs> if you haven't seen it, I know I posted it. Actually, I don't know if you posted it on your Instagram. We'll have to post it on um, oh, Black Girls Run. Black Girls Run, yes. But it's the cutest little Asian boy. And he said, I might take, it was a, I might take a lot of naps, but I stay woke. I stay woke. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. <laughs> Stay woke, folks. Tony, Shante, and, and I are staying extra woke over, he- over here. So until next time, preserve the sexy.